Hey guys, it's Lynn right here with you again on Seriously. As always, I'm coming to you right here from anchor.fm front slash seriously, or hopefully by now you've subscribed to this podcast through the podcast app on your smartphone. But you know what? Either way, I am just so darn thankful and grateful that you're here with me again. Um, And please, if you do like the podcast, if you do like the episodes coming to you, please share it with your friends, family, coworkers, uh, random people on the street. You know, it's all good. Because we're all in this together, and maybe, just maybe, some of the words, the tidbits, the lessons in these podcasts will help somebody also. So, today, I was struck by the notion that something that we do every day, we don't really recognize. And what I mean by that is... Our present, our reality is created by our past. Um, and I guess where I'm going with this, and I'll, and I'll get a little bit deeper into it too, but what got me to this point today was two things. One, I was suffering from some serious Catholic guilt that I had missed podcast episodes last week because I had taken the week off to spend with my family Um, And to make memories with a love muffin and his family and my family. And then I started thinking and feeling guilty this week that I hadn't done anything. Um, And the other thing is I started, and when I was searching for um, show notes to put together these episodes for the next couple of days, it really struck me. And I don't know why now I was paying more attention than normal. But it really struck me on the overabundance of selfies and the the cries for attention and validation. And it got me thinking a little bit deeper about the fact that we are created by our past. We are who we are because of our past experiences. Um, And if we don't learn from that, if we don't figure that out, we tend to have destructive tendencies in our lives. So going back to that good Catholic guilt, holy cats, um, and I probably mentioned to you before, I... I absolutely love my family. I mean, every family's crazy. Let's let's not even go there. But my one grandma, she she truly was the Mike Tyson of guilt trips. I mean, she could throw it down and knock you out before you even knew what was happening to you. She was she was good. Holy crap, manipulation was her middle name. But I think she came by that because of her past. That was her reality. Because of the experiences she had, that was coping mechanisms. That, that was survival skills for her. Um, and so that kind of imprinted on me and I know on my cousins and, and even my dad and, and my uncle. And so it kind of crafted the way that we did things and how we um, communicated with one another I've had a lot of therapy and a lot of time to think about this. But I do recognize that, you know, that's really it. That that good Catholic guilt. Holy crap. Um, 
Now, my lesson from her is one that is very profound for me. Um, one that I learned the hard way. You see, m- my grandmother, God bless her soul, and I, without going into too in-depth, I need a, a few more family members to die before I can really go crazy and talk about our shit, but... Um, or maybe one day I just won't give two shits and I'll just throw it all out there. Uh, but the last maybe four or five years of her life, she really amped up the, the guilt quotient. And she started saying things like, I might not be here. Cause now remember along with that good Catholic guilt was, uh, you better have your ass at your grandparents' house every Sunday for family dinner. Uh, the only reason why you miss it is due to death. <laughs> That's how I grew up, guys. I, But it was always interesting. And sadly, as fucked up as those dinners were at times, I do miss it. I really do miss it. Um, but it did create who I am and how I deal with things and all that good cagada. But... So anyway, so my grandmother used to say at dinner, you know, we kind of do our own half-assed blessing, if you will. And she would sit there and she's like, I'm just so happy we're all here. And I may not be here next year or next week. And my janky reply all the time would be, where are you going? And she goes, well, I might not, I might not be here. And it's like, well, then what kind of flowers do you want? I did not realize how important words are. I did not realize how our our words could be our last. And so my lesson from that, and I'll be very honest with you, those were the last words I said to my grandmother before she died. Now, before you get the pitchforks and, you know, the burning staffs and all that, I'm not that much of an asshole. Um, And anybody who spent time with my family, and by the way, we put fun in dysfunctional, um, would know that 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 was like my grandma's way of throwing out the guilt to bring us back, to make sure that we were there next Sunday, to make sure that we were calling her and giving her attention to make sure that we didn't stray too far. I didn't realize that then. I do now. But those actions were direct result of her past. Her past that was affecting her present. And again, I can't air all the dirty laundry because really, I mean, again, there's not enough family members who have passed away yet. But, again, read it in the book. And I remember... I remember so vividly. I could probably tell you down to the jewelry she was wearing. I was sitting across from her at our Sunday dinner. She was saying this. And I was like, okay, well, where are you going? And it was it was like that typical... It was like our game. It was our banter. And she's, oh, lady. That was like her thing. She, like, would say that. Uh, And 
then she would go on and say, well, I, I might not be here uh, next year, or I might not be here next week. And I was like, well, what kind of flowers do you want so you can save us some time? And she'd laugh, and she'd, you know, then we'd move on to the next subject. Usually it was some kind of fucked up conversation that was going on at the end of the table that someone was blaming something for something, and this person was jealous of this, and this person thought they were going to get this over the other. I have to wonder at times, if my grandfather actually really turned his hearing aid off, that was like his thing. He would sit down at dinner, and he always professed that he turned his hearing aid off so he didn't have to have the outside noise coming in, and he could just enjoy his meal. I think that is kind of a bullshit deal because I would have liked to have a way to turn off all of their crap. But on this night, this Sunday dinner, I had no idea that these were the last words that I was going to say to my grandmother until the night I went to the hospital and I spoke to her as she laid there after suffering a massive stroke. I learned in the days after that that we really truly need to be mindful of what we say to one another. That was my lesson. That was the gift that she was giving me. Unbeknownst to me at the time, I was just a dick. You know, um, I did not see, or maybe I wasn't aware enough. Maybe I didn't understand the ramification of my words because these experiences were at the time were recreating, they were creating my present. And at that time, my present was in turmoil absolute turmoil. I had a marriage that was a sham. I was hiding abuse, trying really hard, unbeknownst to me. Pretty much everybody around me knew, uh, but didn't want to say anything because no one, don't say anything. Don't get involved. But I remember sitting there next to her in the hospital room and she's got tubes in her nose. And I swear to you, they told me that she didn't, she couldn't hear me. She couldn't understand. I'm sorry. I, I believe otherwise. Because I sat there and I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that those are my last words to you. And I asked her, I said, please don't go because I, I will change. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that when someone's leaving you, whether it's in death or a relationship, that's when you realize that you have fucked up because your past created your present. I mean, it has been 16 years and I still at times, suffer 
from that guilt of being, you know, maybe, maybe I should have, maybe I should have went and seen her more. There's a lot of maybes. Maybes and guilt are like the vodka and soda of life. I mean, it, they go hand in hand and quite well, I might add. And I remember telling her when I was sitting there and all of a sudden her hand kind of squeezed and I was like, oh my God, she's coming back. But I knew she wasn't. But in that moment, I realized that we need to be more mindful of the things that we say to people. Of, you know, I, I am steadfast with, I never, ever, I never let the love muffin go to sleep or leave the house without telling him I love him. I don't want him to ever doubt that. I don't care if the relationship go. Well, I do care if the relationship goes south. I mean, really? No, he's stuck with me. Ha <laughs> But I learned from that experience that our, if we're not mindful about it, we we will have missed opportunities. I mean, trust me, I took it in the shorts from some family members for what I said to her. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the biggest piece of shit ever. And that created my, my present, my reality for some time. I beat myself up more than what I was getting in my relationship. Ooh, that's very bad assimilation. But it's the truth. I think also realizing... Now, I, I will tell you, I come from a family that no matter what is going on, no matter the shit that is being thrown at you, no matter what, if you're married, you stick it out and you, you do whatever you can. And in the ideal situations, yes. You don't just cut and run because, oh, I just can't do it. I just, he's just a crab and he snores or she's a bitch. And I, first of all, you knew what you're getting when you got married or you got involved with somebody. But I... I suffered from huge guilt again, guys, when I made the decision to file for a divorce, when I physically, emotionally, and mentally had had enough of the abuse, watching my kids go through it, I had had enough. But I stayed because my past had dictated my present. Are you guys seeing where I'm going with this? We all have experiences that shape our day-to-day lives. We all have experiences that shape who we are, how we are, and what we do. I mean, honestly, I come from a family of don't show your emotions, suck it up, do your job, 
be a company person. Doesn't matter if, if people are shitty to you, you just keep pressing on. What the? What? And it's not a bad thing. It's just, honestly, that's how it was. I didn't realize the whole past dictates your future, dictates your present deal until I started going to therapy. And I got this kick-ass therapist. And I must admit, everybody should have a little bit of therapy from time to time. And hopefully you can have the kick-ass therapist that I had. Uh, Zeus Alkaski, you are the queen of my double-wide trailer. You saved my life on so many levels. I can't, I mean, I couldn't even begin to thank this woman. Uh, first of all, she was an ex-roadie for a rock band. Can't go wrong there. Second of all, she swore more than I did. So, she was my spirit animal, Right? But I didn't realize these things. I didn't realize that I was beating myself up with guilt. That because of, you know, the last things I said to my grandmother. I wasn't realizing that because of my past relationship, all the future relationships that I had were going to be a struggle. Because I don't trust well. First of all, I know what you're saying right now. Who doesn't? Who doesn't have trust issues? We all have trust issues to some extent or another, right? I mean, if you've come out unscathed in life to this point, and you don't have any trust issues whatsoever, first of all, what kind of meds are you on? And second of all, God bless you, because I would love to have lived that Leave It to, leave it to Beaver lifestyle. But I do recognize and that there's times that I do have a slip. We all have that slip. And if you can get to a point where you can be open and honest with yourself and with those around you, whether you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it's a friendship, and just be so transparent, it's very freeing. Because until you do so, until you realize those patterns, you're going to continue to let your past dictate, shape, mold, should I, any more descriptive words you want to throw in there, your present and your future. I mean, in full disclosure, I every relationship I have ever had up to this point, I have been cheated on. There's a lesson there. My lesson at the time was I wasn't I wasn't getting involved with someone for the person that they are. I wasn't getting to know them enough. Um and that's that was my lesson. So you can see where the good, healthy dose of Catholic guilt was kicking my ass today, thinking that I was such a terrible person that I had not given you guys enough content last week, so I needed to do double to make up for it. 
That was kind of nuts. I mean, because when in reality, a lot of you probably don't think of it even in those terms. It's kind of like the person who posts the selfie on social media. Those people, their past is creating their present. I mean, if you think about it, the person who is like borderline Kardashian posting selfies all the time, writing these diatribes on the Instagram or Facebook, and laying it all out there, something in their past is dictating their present and pushing them, pushing that into their future. But also it gives way to some psychotic and narcissistic tendencies as well. So what in their past is making them seek validation from strangers? I think it's a very slippery slope when we let our past open ourselves up to do things such as posting selfies and throwing it out there because that's when bigger issues arise. And by the time the person who is posting these selfies realizes that there is an issue, it's almost too late. I know of friends who their husbands innocently liking selfies of other people, other women, what have you, innocently start to form a visual relationship with that person. It's kind of weird, isn't it? But what in, their, what in the past is creating that present? Until we take a hard look and really open up, cut open those wounds. I know, I know. But until we do that, we're never going to create a present or a future that is happy, that is healthy, that is harmonious. Ooh, three H's. Happy, healthy, and harmonious. It's scary. It's hard to do the work, but it is important. So before you post that selfie next time, before you like that selfie next time, think about your why. Before you do something that you wouldn't normally do, something that you just automatically do, think about why. I fully acknowledge the rolling Catholic guilt that I got. And I put it out there. There's no shame in my game with that. But I really, truly believe that when we start to look at our actions and why we do it, what is the methodology for doing it? Maybe you're acting secretive. Maybe you're not trusting fully. 
Nine times out of ten, it's not the person you're with. Maybe it's not the company you're with, but it is truly within you. And are you being authentic to yourself? Have you figured out your why? I know, pretty deep shit for a Wednesday. But it's so, so important, guys. We, we're constantly a work in progress, and if we don't acknowledge... If we don't talk it out, if we don't open up about the things that are affecting us and affecting how and why we do things, we just continue to to float and dig deeper and deeper into that abyss until one day we can't get out. And that would be the demise of your relationships, of your self-esteem, I could go on and on. So I gave you a lot to think about today. Possibly just my grandmother being Mike Tyson of guilt trips. That's what you got out of it? Hot dog. But I'll leave you with this. Give yourself a break. If you're in a relationship and you're not being forthcoming, you're not being open, you're not giving yourself to the person that you're in a relationship with, you need to look at your why. If you are doing things that normally you wouldn't, it's more of a knee-jerk reaction, think about your why. And you might discover that you just have a few things to work on. And most importantly, think about the words that you say. It took me a very long time to process and get over those words that I left my grandmother with in the physical world. Do I believe that she knows differently now? Absolutely. But for the longest time, I beat myself up because the last words I said to someone I love were less than kind. We do not know if tomorrow is going to be here for us or not. I mean, really, I don't want to sound like a country and western song, but really, we don't. What is most important is the right here and right now and being the best self you can be. Give yourself a break, but keep doing the work. All right, my friends, sending you lots of hugs, lots of blessings, and hope that whatever you do today, you do something for yourself and express a little gratitude. Maybe help somebody out. Hold the door for somebody. Change your present to positive and get rid of the old habits from your past. All right, guys, send you love. Bye bye.